Jesus. Praise God. How many truly can say this morning that that's what your desire is? Do you want God to speak? I'm telling you right now. Let's just raise our hands right now again. And let's give him that permission. God, you can tell me anything. You can reveal to me anything. Lord God, I thank you for your candidacy. I thank you, Lord God, that you are transparent. That, Lord God, your word and spirit, Lord God, is so profound in Jesus' name. Lord God, speak to our hearts today. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Let our hearts, Lord God, feel Praise the name of the Lord in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much. We're going to go ahead and let our, our youth go ahead and be dismissed. Praise God. The Lord bless you. The rest of you can be seated. <clears throat> the Lord is so good, isn't he? Praise God. There's no question about it. His goodness and his mercy endures. And so I am so glad. Praise God. This um, um, past week we've um, had some things that have happened in Jesus' name, but God is still on the throne. Praise God. And so remember that. I um, uh, uh, brother Larry Miller lost his, um, his twin brother this past week. So please keep that family in prayer. Not quite sure what the arrangements are for the funeral yet, but um, we'll keep you posted on it in Jesus' name. Um, also, I, got a, I received a call this past week from um, Rebecca Richmond and, and uh, Ryan um, and Rebecca were people that used to come to church here years ago. They are now in Florida. And um, um, call was a little bit on the desperate side. He is in the hospital with um, uh, with COVID uh, problems. He has uh, um, uh, one of his lungs is being is filling up as we speak. And so, um, keep those people in your prayers in Jesus' name. All of this stuff goes out on the prayer line, and so we just want to keep you. Um, uh, uh, knowing what's going on, and so we trust that you are praying in Jesus' name, and God is on the throne. Come on, God is on the throne, praise God. You and I can have confidence in what God is doing and how he's doing it and when he does it and all that kind of business, and and I, I personally, I thank God for, for what he's doing in Jesus' name. Somebody say today. Today is the day that, you know, the scripture says today is the day the Lord hath made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. Actually, if you really study that scripture in Psalms, where we get that from, is it's talking about a specific day when Jesus Christ came into, into, um, into Jerusalem, when he was, came in triumphantly, and, and this was the day that he brought, that he was bringing salvation to its fullness. And you say, well, what do you mean? It was just on the verge of when he was going to die on the cross, when he was going to shed his blood and for the, for the sins of all the world in Jesus' name. And so that day is, is very, very, very important. Um, you know, I, I, I believe that salvation is still being presented to everyone, you know, on a daily basis. I believe today would be no different in Jesus' name. Somebody said, well, what is the who, what, where, and how? 
and when of this? What are we talking about? Well, let me just give you some scriptural background before we go into the lesson here today. The who is you and I, praise God. The Bible says in John chapter number three, the gospel of John chapter number three, some of you might be familiar with this text. This is when Nicodemus came to Jesus at night, was kind of wondering what this thing was all about. And Jesus, of course, opened up to him and said, um, except a man be born again. So the who is us, except we be born again, Jesus said. You're not going to see or, or, or enter into the kingdom of God. That is not an ultimatum, by the way. That's an invitation. Praise God. I am so thankful, praise God, for the born-again experience. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Praise God. I tell you, knowing what God expects from us and what he has done for us is, is, is the reality of life. Praise God. Somebody might say, well, what is the what? Praise God. What, what are we really, really talking about? Well, and I'm giving you just kind of an abbreviated version of this, but in Matthew chapter 28, in, in, um, um, in verse 18, Jesus said, and, and came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. How many believes that Jesus has all power? I do too. That's why his death on the cross was the thing that we need to accept and understand. But then he said, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name. Everybody say the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And of course, we understand that that's referring to Jesus, the name of Jesus. If you go to the book of Acts, you will find out that there was none other name given among men, whereby we must be saved. We're not trying to split hairs here, folks. We're just trying to clarify what the Bible says, praise God. The who is us. The what is Jesus says, go everywhere and tell everybody, praise God, and baptizing them. And then he put a little addendum on this. He said in verse 20, he said, teaching them to observe all things. How many since you've been born again, God has taught you how to live life? Come on, isn't that the truth? That is, that is the absolute peace and joy that God gives to us. Is He doesn't just leave us out there to fend for ourselves. He says, listen, I'm going to give you a pattern that you can walk by in Jesus' name. So the what is all of that? Teaching them. And so I believe apostolic churches need to spend a good portion of their time teaching people. Praise God. You say, well, where? Where did this begin? I had a guy one time when I was teaching something familiar to this um, at a Bible study. He said, well, where did you come from? Where did this all happen and that type of thing? And I took him to the very scripture that I'm going to take you. The Bible says in, in, in Luke chapter number 24, um, it says in verse number 45, it says, then open he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. Now that he is Jesus. And believe me, that is a vital part of us understanding the word of God. The word, the, Jesus needs to help us. He needs to help us to have our minds and our hearts open to what's going on. And then he said in verse 46, thus it is written and thus it behooved Christ to suffer. What a strange thing to say. It's, it, it benefits people to suffer. And then it says, and to rise from the dead the third day and that repentance, everybody say repentance, and remission of sins. Praise God. Where is she? I thought I saw her. Yeah, back there. Wednesday night, in Jesus' name, this lady went down in the name of Jesus, and every sin she ever committed in the past is completely under the blood of Jesus Christ. Pardon us when we get excited about that, by the way. Amen. None other name. None other name. Repentance 
and remission of sins. These are the things that need to be taught, need to be preached, praise God. But this is what I want you to see. It says, should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning. There had to be a beginning. And that's why in the first chapter of the book of Acts, that very beginning is where you see them. You see them in the city of Jerusalem. But I thank God that it didn't stay there. Come on, I thank God that it wasn't just a local message, that it was just for those disciples at that time and nobody else should hear this. No, if you study scriptures, you're going to find that it spread from Jerusalem, Samaria, into Judea, into the uttermost parts of the world. And today, how many thousands and thousands and thousands of preaching points today are preaching repentance, praise God, and, and remission of sins? Where did it begin? It began in Jerusalem. But somebody says, well, how does this happen? And you know, understandably, that was a question that Nicodemus asked Jesus. That was a question. He said, how are these things? How can I be born again? Do I enter into the second time into my mother's womb? Which, you know, you might think that's funny, but that's the only birth that he knew of. And Jesus wasn't talking about the natural birth. He was talking about a spiritual birth. Praise God. That's why he talked about the fact that you must be born of the water and of the spirit. Praise God. And, you know, you talk about the how. You know, you're going to find a good how in, in the second chapter of the book of Acts. Second chapter of the book of Acts is, is a chapter that I hope that you'll become familiar with. Because it's where they, the disciples tarried up in, in the upper room up, uh, in Jerusalem. I don't know how many days. There's some speculation that it might have been for at least seven days. But nevertheless, suddenly there came a sound from heaven, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Can you say amen? amen. And Peter began to preach. And here's kind of the culmination of what he preached. He said in verse 36, Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. How many believes that Jesus is both Lord and Christ? That is important. Amen. Christ can be, you know, you can replace the word with Messiah or our Savior. Amen. Lord is the thing that God wants to put in our life for our authority. You and I need somebody to be the Lord over us. Now, I understand our human nature doesn't like that. But believe me, I'm going to tell you something. It's one of the greatest safeguards you can ever have in your life in Jesus' name. And then the Bible says because of this message, because of the word of God, and it might be even happening here today, the Bible says, and when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Praise God. Good question. Deserves a good answer, doesn't it? Come on, can somebody say it with me? It says, then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the Holy, Holy Ghost. Praise God. And so that's what the who, what, where, and how really comes down to. But somebody might ask the question, and I'll just put this as an addendum this morning before I move on, but when should this happen? When should we do this? Praise God. And I mentioned that a little bit in Jesus' name. I want to show you something in Hebrews. And this is um, uh, talking about some other matters, but I think this will help us to understand that today is an urgency. Today, praise God. This is what you and I must understand, that the only time we can ever live for God, praise God, is today. And God wants to help your today, praise God, Count in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Look at Hebrews chapter number 4. 
And look at verse number 7. Praise God. The Bible says, again, he limited a certain day. Everybody say day. day. Saying in David, today, after so long a time, it is said today. Everybody say today. today. If you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Amen. That's what we have to be careful of. Praise God. The human mind can, can begin to reason things in seconds. Praise God. I heard a, a man, a God, who's no longer with us. He's, he's died and, 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 uh, and gone uh, from this earth. But he said one time, he said, you know, usually when, when the impression comes into your mind to do something or to be obedient to God, it's God. Praise God. God will be that first impression. Praise God. And I've learned, I've, I've, I've seen that to be true in my life. Praise God. But you know, if you linger too long, there'll come another impression. And we think sometimes that's the devil. But no, realistically what that is, that's your human flesh. And sometimes the human flesh wants to keep putting things off. Amen. How many can identify with that? Can you remember something that you really shouldn't have put off, but you did, and it got to be too big of a problem after a while? Well, how would you like to take care of some things? Everybody say today. Let's just lift up our hands right now, and let's ask the Lord to help us. Come on, I believe today is the day of salvation. I believe today is a day when somebody can realize, praise God, that God has a definite plan for me in the name of Jesus. And that plan I can be a part of in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this. I appreciate your word. I appreciate the spirit of the Lord that is in this place. I thank you, Lord God, for godly sorrow that will literally lead us to repentance, that will help us not only to be sorry for our sins, but to have a way to to change, to begin to, inf to bring, bring things into our lives that will bring change, paradigm shifts, that will help us, Lord God, to see things from your heavenly vantage point. And Lord God, I'm believing that's happening right here today. I believe there are many people, even in this room right now, that are seeing things from a different perspective because of you, Lord God, and your spirit leading us in the name of Jesus. And Lord, as always, I give you the praise and I give you the glory in Jesus' name. Can you lift him up now for just another few seconds? God. Amen. I've used that illustration that I just gave to you many, many times, praise God, to help people understand that there's really no muddy areas when it comes to the important things of God. God is very, very, very intentional. Amen. One of the first things he will deal with us, praise God, about is about the present state that we are in. That's not to throw mud in our face. That's not to put us down. But that is to help us to understand that we don't have to stay there in Jesus' name. I'm going to have you turn to the book of Matthew now. I'm going to um, uh, spend the next few minutes here on, on, on a subject that I feel like is, again, very, very important. The first one that I gave to you this morning, I think, is of the utmost importance. If you have not been born again, if you've not been baptized in Jesus name for the remission of your sins I'm not here to throw your you know to, to, to condemn you or, or to say you better or else I'm just saying today is an opportunity you can have that done, praise God. And like this lady on Wednesday night, praise God, she received the Holy Ghost, you know, several days before that. But my goodness, every one of her sins were completely washed away. Praise God. And I just want you to understand there's joy. 
There's joy, praise God, when that happens. And I believe the Lord wants to put joy in your life in Jesus' name. The 16th chapter of the book of Matthew is, is, is a tremendous um, um, a chapter, in my opinion, uh, just like all of the Bible. I think it's, it's very, 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 very um, uh, important. But um, the, the, the question was asked, or it was, um, uh, there was a discussion going on, just who is Jesus? And if you and I would have been alive during the time that the physical Jesus was here on earth, I imagine that we'd have probably entered into some of these discussions. We would have. Who is this guy? What's he doing? Did you hear about what he did the other day? My goodness, there was a whole group of people out in the wilderness this one place, and we, I just heard that there was a kid there that had five loaves and two fishes, and he, he literally, out of that five loaves and two fishes, everybody got a full meal. Amen. And I mean to tell you, there was some, there was some stuff left over. You know, things like that, you can't stay hidden. You can't. And so you must understand, Jesus, not wanting any notoriety, he was witnessing to the glory and to the power of God. And so the discussion was, just who is this guy? Who, who, what's, what's he doing? You know, and that type of thing. And finally one day, and this is where you find in the midst of the 16th chapter of Matthew, finally Jesus was in the process of pooling together some disciples. And it wasn't like he was being, a, you know, segregating and all that kind of business. He was just finding people who were hungry for more. And I got a feeling I'm speaking to some people here today. That's one of the reasons why you're really here today. It's not because of just a Sunday service. But there's something in your heart that says, I want some more. I don't want to just go through life speculating and wondering if this thing is, is true and all that, son, that, that business. I really want some verifications. Can somebody say amen to that? And I'm not here to say I followed you around all week, but um, I, I, I can identify with that because that's what led me to a church like this. There was a hunger in my heart, praise God. And so one day Jesus took his disciples aside and he was going to do some specific teaching with them. And the question he asked was, who do men say that I am? What's the opinion poll out there? What's going on out there in, in, you know, around the region? And of course there was a variation of who people thought Jesus was. Jeremiah, one of the prophets, you know, that type of thing. Well, Jesus then finally said, well, who do you say that I am? Amen. And of course, Peter sometimes was, was used as the spokesman. He actually gave the answer that a lot of people, you know, probably had. He said, you're the Christ. And that word Christ and Messiah meant something to those disciples because they were Hebrews. The Hebrews were taught to wait, praise God, that there was a Messiah. There was a Savior coming. There was somebody that was going to come that was going to deliver them from the bondages of life. And so for them to see that was a major, major obstacle overcome. And so Jesus said, blessed aren't you. I want to, I'm going to pick it up here um, in, in verse number 17. Jesus answered and said unto him, blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. See, Jesus referred to the Spirit of God as the Father. Amen. That's what he did. That didn't mean that there were two gods. One was the Father and one was Jesus. It just meant that Jesus as a man from time to time would refer some things that you and I refer to. Amen. And he said, the Father in heaven is what has showed you to this. And I will say unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock. Now what is the rock? The rock is the revelation of who 
Jesus is. I'm telling you folks, I cannot emphasize that enough this morning. Amen. The reason I was baptized in the name of Jesus is because God gave me a personal revelation of who he is. Amen. It wasn't a debate after that. It was natural. I said, my goodness, if he's the Messiah, then I need to obey him. Then I need to do what he tells me to do. Can somebody say amen? Now, again, I'm not here to bring contention. I'm here to bring clarity, praise God. But here's what I want to show you something. The Bible says, And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail, or they shall not, they're not going to overcome it. In Jesus' name. And I will give unto you the keys. Look at somebody and say, I want the keys. Come on, look at somebody else and say, I got to have those keys. Yeah, Jesus said he would give them. So there was no way that you and I were going to earn them. There was no way that you and I were going to buy them. How can you put a price on the things in heaven, right? But I'm going to tell you something. Jesus said, I'm going to give you the keys. Praise God. And I believe in life, that's what you and I get from God from time to time. I believe without any other recourse, there are doors that are not only locked but are shut. And we're just simply not going to get through them without God. And so God, from time to time, will come into our lives and he will show us the keys. This morning, I want to help you with some of those things. I'm going to try to list four keys that God will give to you, praise God, in life. And I believe I am, that many of you will say, yeah, I've, 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 I've seen this in my life in Jesus' name. And, and, and I believe that God wants to help us to use these keys more often than we have. Come on. If God gave them to us, praise God, and if they opened one door... Can they not open another? Come on, can they not open another? I'm telling you folks, I believe that there are keys in this place today that God is just holding out for you if you want to do that in the name of Jesus. Amen. I believe one of the keys, one of the most important keys comes to what the purpose of people of God are. You can say, well, what's, what's all the summation or what's, what's, this, this type, what's, what's God doing for us, praise God, or what should we do in Jesus' name? Well, I could give you all kinds of scripture, but I'm going to just highlight it here a little bit, praise God. And I want to show you something. Look at 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter number 2. And I want to show you something here that I feel like is a key that God has given to you and I, amen, and that is the exaltation of God, the ability to exalt him. And I want to throw out a seed right now before we read the scripture, and that seed is, listen, you're going to exalt somebody. I'm telling you that right now. We live in a world that is doing that on a rapid basis. There are people today, and again, I, I, I am not trying to um, uh, make anybody uncomfortable, but we have, we have sports figures that are exalted. We have political figures that are exalted. We have corporations that are exalted. You see, our world is full of that, whether we like it or not. But I believe one of the keys that God gives us is the fact that you and I, we can begin to exalt Him. And I'm going to tell you something, this will begin to pay tremendous dividends in your life. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, Oh, hallelujah. 
I'm going to draw men unto me. Praise God. The Bible says, draw nigh unto God, and he will draw nigh unto you. Isn't that what the scripture says? Now, I'm not just pulling random scriptures. I'm trying to help you to understand that this key, exalting God, is an important one. But you must understand, God's not going to come down in this room, throw you on the floor, and make you do that. That's not what he's made of. That's not what he's asking for. He's looking for volunteers. He's looking for people who will voluntarily do it, praise God. And I'm telling you, I have seen some of the greatest miracles that God performs in the midst of people beginning to, to worship and to praise the name of God in Jesus' name, praise God. I'm telling you something, folks, it's all over the place. It's all over the place. Look at 1 Peter chapter number 2, and let me try to help you to, to understand this. Look at verse number 1. It says, Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile, that's tricks and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings. We need to lay that stuff aside. And it says, As newborn babies desire. Everybody say desire. It says, the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Never forget this, folks. You and I, we need nourishment. And when I talk about nourishment in the spirit, I'm not talking about chicken and, and a salad and steak and, and, and all of the good food that we like to eat. I'm talking about the nourishment of God's word. Come on, it's the word that will help us to get this key out from God and put it into our lives. I'm talking about exalting God in Jesus' name. It says, if so be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Come on, somebody here tasted that God is good? Yes. It says, to whom coming as unto a living stone disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. And here's what I want you to see. When you are born again, when you are regenerated, in the kingdom of God. The Bible says ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. See, the first thing we must do is we must accept what Jesus has done. Amen. You, some of you might have heard the cliche that's in the world, accepting Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. How many have ever heard that? Yeah, it's all over the place. And I'm not against it. I think it's a pretty good term. I don't, you can't find it in the Bible. But it's still a good, it's a good, it's a good um, a statement, praise God, accepting Jesus. But you want to know what really makes me accept Jesus? Is the fact that in the first chapter of the book of Ephesians, it tells me that he has accepted me. Come on, folks. That's the thing that has to be the forerunner. You must understand, as you sit here today wondering about the things of God, God has already accepted you. He's already said, I would die for you if you're the only person on the earth. I'm telling you something. That's what God lays claim to. And you and I must realize that. That's a good thing. That should bring hope into our lives. That should give us something that we can start thriving on in Jesus' name. Now listen to me, folks. Sometimes people get the cart before the horse. You know, I'm going to tell you something. A lot of times some people, they'll begin to worship God because they're trying to impress Him. Because they want Him, His attention. But I'm going to tell you something. Once you know who He is, once you realize what He's done, I'm going to tell you something. There's a desire, there's a motivation in my heart that says, I can't praise Him enough. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, I'm talking about the key. I'm talking about a key that God gives us. Amen. 
Amen. And sometimes I've been in Pentecostal circles and some people sometimes can, can accuse us of being cheerleaders. And I understand sometimes it can get to be looking like that. But listen to me, folks. You're going to find something in this church, praise God, that, that I, I believe should be everywhere. Is that when we start praying, praising the music, when we start lifting up God, praise God, there's nobody got to say, come on, give me a J. Give me an E. Give me an S. Give me a U. Give me an S. No. People in their hearts, praise God, will begin to rise up in this church. Some of you saw that here just a few minutes ago. That's what God wants. That's a key. That's a key, my friends. If we'll learn how to exalt God, if we'll learn how to give Him praise every day, all day, praise God. I mean in the midst of the, of the biggest problems and trials that we're going through. If we'll learn to do that, I believe that there are some things that will be opened up to us, praise God, that will not be opened up before, that will not be opened up again, praise God. And so you and I must understand it's a key. Exalting God, this is what God gives us the privilege to do in Jesus' name. Let me give you another just example here. Praise God. Look at the book of Philippians. Philippians chapter number three. And let me show you something here that you and I must come to terms with. As I told you before, there, there, people are exalting things all the time. Amen. You must understand that you and I were built for this. It's just that when we come to God, we really know who should be getting the exaltation. Amen. Paul, when he was talking to the church, he said in verse number three of Philippians three, he said, for we are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit. Everybody say amen. amen. And rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. That's why when you begin to exalt God, you don't have to bring any attributes. You don't have to bring any abilities. All you need to do and all I need to do is just be willing to do it. Praise God. I'll never forget back in Dubuque where Sister Carney and I came to the Lord. We, they had choirs, and, and it, we really enjoyed choir music at that time. And on Sunday nights, we'd, they'd assemble this choir, praise God. And I mean to tell you, it was a great time of worship. It was a great motivator. And I, I still believe in that kind of a concept. But we had this guy named Steve Schuler, and this guy was tone deaf, which means he couldn't carry a tune. He couldn't. And somebody said, what's he doing in the choir? You know, and I'm going to tell you something, straighten me out. Because, you know, we think the most talented people ought to be the ones that are singing. The most talented ones ought to be the ones that are leading this kind of thing. No, I'm here to tell you, folks, the most willing ones are the ones that God's looking for, praise God. The Bible even makes reference to, to Steve Schuler. make a joyful noise unto the Lord, praise God. How many have found this to be a tremendous motivator in your life? Come on, I'm telling you, it's a key. It's a key that if you'll begin to exalt the Lord, listen, if you're sitting here today and you want to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Come on, can you say amen? amen? Listen, let me give you two ways that you can do it. First of all, learn how to repent. Learn how to tell God the truth. Tell him you're sorry for your sins. Praise God. And then after you've repented, you begin to praise him. You begin to worship him. You begin to lift him up, praise God. And I'm here to tell you folks, you, you can expect, praise God, that that God who, does, who will draw nigh unto you will fill you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Come on, why don't you try it right now? Come on, why don't you lift up your hands and let's use this key. Come on. I'm telling you something, it's precious. Oh, hallelujah. And I'm not looking for the loudest. I'm just looking for everyone to be willing to praise and lift up the Lord. Hallelujah. You are worthy, Lord. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. 
Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh. Come on. Come on, somebody feel a key? Come on, somebody feel a key? I'm telling you, that's God giving you a key. You can exalt Him. You can praise Him. I'm telling you right now, it's not embarrassing. It's not like God needs this. He uses it. Oh, the keys. Hallelujah. This is what He does. He will unlock doors for you in Jesus' name. Let me give you another key, praise God. And that is, uh, there's a key to, ex- to putting people before us in Jesus' name. I believe another one of the duties of the church, or not duties, but privileges, keys that God gives us is the edification of our brothers, praise God. And I'm going to tell you something, folks, you can never go wrong by doing that. What the word edification simply means is to encourage or to strengthen, praise God. And, you know, like I told you before, this week there were people, praise God, there were people this week that went through some things. Yesterday when I, when Rebecca, she called and left a message, and so I tried to call her, and I wasn't able to get a hold of her right away, but finally I called her on my cell, and she answered the phone, praise God, and we began to talk for a little bit, and you could just tell, you know, within her heart that this is a dire situation. Her husband's in the hospital. Things aren't going too good, praise God, and I'm not here to make little of that, but I'm here to tell you, folks, I don't care in the midst of anything. We can begin to lift up God. We can begin to pray in Jesus' name, and she's, and I said, Rebecca, I feel like we need to pray right now, and she says, can I put you on speakerphone? She said, I want my two girls to pray with us right now. And I said, we can do that in the name of Jesus. And I'm telling you right now, we begin to pray and not because I'm something, but because God gave me a key, praise God. We had somebody that needed to be lifted up. We needed somebody that needed to be encouraged. And I'm here to tell you, folks, God can help you to do that in the name of Jesus. Amen. And I'm not saying that, you know, the the cannons went off and the eebie-jeebies went up and down my back, but I'm here to tell you, I, I believe it was God that was there for the edification of of a person who needed help in Jesus' name. And I'm here to tell, especially to you folks who have been born again of the water and of the Spirit, you have this key within you. Amen. A lot of times what we want to do is we want to pay attention with what's going on in our own lives. And I'm not saying we shouldn't do that, folks. That's not what I'm talking about. But I believe if we could learn this key of edifying others first, lifting others up first, I'm going to tell you something. I believe that God could give you the solution for what your problem is right there in the name of Jesus if we could learn to pray ye one for another. Can you say amen? I'm telling you, folks, this is what God wants to do. I won't read the scriptures, but in in Romans chapter 14, Paul talked about the fact that edification is good. He said, this is a good thing. Do this in Jesus' name, praise God. And then if you want to take the long version, in Ephesians chapter number 4, almost that entire chapter is dealing with the edification of the body of Christ. God gave prophets, or uh, I'm sorry, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers what for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ this is what's supposed to happen in this world and this is why in the 16th chapter of the book of Matthew I believe Jesus was introducing these keys praise God lift up God 
Don't be afraid to do that anytime. You know, some people just relegate that to a service or to a time like this. And I'm not saying we shouldn't do it now, but learn to do this at home. Learn to do this around your children. Learn to do this, praise God, right there, uh, no matter who's there in Jesus' name. And I'm going to tell you something. I believe the windows of heaven can be opened up to you in Jesus' name. And then if we will learn, praise God, to put others first. Amen. This is one of the greatest, in my opinion, one of the most powerful Christian virtues is the fact that we don't, it's not that we don't think about ourselves. It's just that we understand and have confidence that God is able to do exceeding abundant above all that we ask or think. Amen. And so while I'm attending to others' needs, I can be reassured that God is already, he is already attending to my needs in Jesus' name. Come on, let's just, you know, I believe application is important, praise God. So let's do that. Just close your eyes. Can you think of somebody right now that needs prayer, that needs to be lifted up, somebody who needs help? Come on, let's just do that right now. Let's just pray in Jesus' name. Father, right now, I believe you're touching the Miller family. I believe you're giving them comfort, Lord God in the midst of that storm in the name of Jesus. And Father, I believe you. I believe what you are doing in the name of Jesus. Come on, folks. God's, he's passing out keys here today. Come on. He's passing out keys. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, God, for these keys. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Yes. Oh, my almighty God, you are there with us. You are there. Hallelujah, Jesus. Now, I don't know about you, but I think I've got just as red of blood flowing through me as you do, okay? And, you know, we can talk about these things this morning, which we are, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm really asking God to give me a constant reminder, reminder of these things, that one of my duties, one of my privileges is to lift him up, to praise him, praise God. Not just in services like this, but in all that I do, in Jesus' name. And that... that Every day there's going to be things in my life that will point to the fact that I can build up my brothers and sisters in Jesus' name. But listen to me, that's not, the, that's not all that our world is all about. I believe another key that God gives to us is what I read before in, in the book of Matthew. Go ye therefore into all the world. Amen. Teaching, 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 teaching. And many of you in this church have found that concept to be extremely beneficial for your own lives. Amen. I believe it is the will of God for every person to be able to teach somebody. Amen. In fact, um, uh, Peter told us in his book, he said that we should be ready to give an answer for the hope that is in us. Amen. It's called a testimony is what it's called. And I believe God wants to help somebody here this morning to find that key in Jesus' name. Because I'm telling you something, evangelizing the lost is the thing that God wants to give us a key back to in Jesus' name. We find that in very, very many places. Let me demonstrate this to you. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter number 5. Of course, I understand these epistles are dealing with a lot of issues in the church. They're dealing with people who had problems, people who were mis 
construing the things of God, just like you and me. And so Paul and, and, and the rest of the apostles had to come, and they had to try to straighten people out, praise God. And Paul, at one time, he was trying to help us to understand what this thing is all about. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and look at verse number 14. Verse number 14, 2 Corinthians 5 and 14. The Bible says, for the love of Christ constraineth us. It says, because we thus judge that it, that if one died for all, then we're all dead. What that? Let me just put that in, in, in layman's terms. Every person, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's not one person that is born into this world that does not need Jesus Christ. I don't care how rich they are. I don't care how educated they become. I don't care how many things they accumulate in life. Without Jesus Christ, you and I are lost. That's why that song this morning, I believe, was really tugging on a lot of hearts. I'm desperate without you. I'm lost without you. That's what it really is all about, Lord. And listen to me, folks. That's a good thing that we recognize that. Okay, well, here, let's hear, let's hear the rest of the formula. And that he died, in verse number 15, for all. Now, all were dead, but he died for everybody. And that's why the Bible uses a term in the New Testament called quicken. He quickens us. And what the word really literally means is he makes us alive. And I'm not talking about in the physical realm. I'm talking about literally in the spiritual realm. I was dead when I came to the Lord. I was dying and I didn't even know it. But praise God, when I went down in that water in Jesus' name, baptism, I found hope. I found something in my life, praise God, that really began to give me hope. But that wasn't all she wrote. The next Sunday, I came to one of these churches, and they told me I needed to receive the Holy Ghost. I didn't really understand what that meant. But I knew that God had something for me. Make a long story short, I came down to an altar just like this. I lifted up my hands, and with, you know, with, with very little hesitation, I began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. Amen. And I had no idea what I was doing. But I have learned, praise God, that what God was doing was regenerating me. Oh, hallelujah. And I'm here to tell you, folks, that is one of the greatest things that can happen to a human being on this side of heaven. Amen. Amen. And that's what God does. He literally regenerates us. And so the Bible says, and it makes sense here, look at verse 15, and that he died for all that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Doesn't that make sense? He died for us. He is the one that gave us this salvation. So the natural um, spiritual uh, thing is for us to begin to live for him. Begin to do it for him. That's why I'm telling you, exalting God shouldn't be some laborious, oh, I can't hardly do it. It should be some natural thing that comes out of our hearts, out of something called gratitude and thanksgiving, praise God. That's what I've been working on. I don't want somebody to have to pump me up just to feel, you know, feel the Lord. I want something naturally to come out of me, praise God. Jesus demonstrated this when he said, out of your bellies shall flow rivers of living water. Come on, I'm telling you something, a flow is a whole lot better than a dam. Come on, I'm talking about a key here. 
I'm talking about if we'll learn to exalt God, if we'll learn to put our brothers before us, and if we'll learn to reach out to the people around us who are lost. Do you want to know why? Because the Bible says in verse number 17, look at this, 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. That means what it says. And it says, and all things, in verse 18, are of God, and have, who have hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given. Come on, he's given to us. He's given to us. The key. What is the key? Reconciliation. Not condemning people. Not telling people how wrong they are. Listen, I'm going to let you in on a little secret, folks. You guys didn't tell me anything about my sin when I came to a church like this for the first time. And I'm not putting you down. I'm just saying I already knew about the sin. God was already dealing with me about that. What I needed is I needed people like you, praise God, that were in the same predicament I was, but God gave them help and helped them to come out of that in Jesus' name. Now, that doesn't mean we condone people's behavior. It just means that we understand that the ministry, the key that God gives to us for people to evangelize people is to become a reconciler. I am a reconciler for God. That's what this scripture is talking about. The Bible says, And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their, their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. That's what God has given us. Listen, if you want to get busy in the church, get busy reaching people. Ask God to help you to take that key that he's given you because there's not one person under the sound of my voice that, that you can't, praise God, become a reconciler. God can help you to do that. Amen. Listen, say, say it with me. Let's lift up God. Come on, every opportunity we got, let's lift up the Lord. Let's praise Him. I'm not talking about foolishly. I'm talking about knowingly. Knowing that He died for my sins. And so I don't have to pump this up. This is something that should flow out of me naturally. Praise God. And then let's get into the habit of preferring our brothers and sisters. Saying, listen, this is an important kingdom of God that God has put me into. Amen. And I am going to, I'm going to get involved in the ministry of strengthening and, and, and exalting my brothers and my sisters. Can you say Amen. And then I believe that God will give us means every week, praise God, amen, to reach out to the lost. I believe he will. In this church, we have different, different ministries that are doing that going on all week long, praise God. And I want you to understand, praise God, that's why I believe that God is pleased with an operation like this. But let me give you one more key that I struggle with. Can I give you a key that I struggle with sometimes? Praise God. Let me show you something here. Look at the, um, um, look at the, uh, the 10th chapter of the book of Luke. And I want to show you something here. And I'm about ready to close. Luke chapter number 10. Praise God is a tremendous, again, one of those tremendous chapters that God allows us to have. And it talks about things. The first part of that chapter, Jesus is enabling or he's anointing his followers to go out. And I mean, they're finding great success over the devil, praise God. He gave them authority over the kingdom of darkness. 
And I'm telling you something, folks, that is still real today. Amen. As I was praying this morning, I felt the Lord give me um, uh, strength and give me a direction just to push that darkness back. But listen to me, folks. That's really the least of our worries. It really is. Once you, and I'm not belittling this down. I'm just saying, you know, authority is authority. God doesn't take it away. And as long as I don't abuse it, God will, will, will continue to use me in that realm in Jesus' name. But in that 10th chapter of the book of, um, of Luke, I found that there's another story that sometimes we have to come face to face with. Look at, follow with me here real quickly. The scripture says in Luke 10 and 25, and it says, and behold, a certain lawyer. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm going on. It says, stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? You know, initially, that's a pretty good question. But the Bible says he was trying to trick Jesus. Give me the lay, lay it out to me. What do I need to do? Okay? Well, the Bible says Jesus put it back in his porch. He says, what is written in the law? How, how do you read it? And you've got to understand they're dealing with the Old Testament then. The New Testament was not compiled yet. And so the scripture says, and he answered and says, Thou shalt love, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy strength and with all thy mind and thy neighbor as thyself. Man, he was, he, he was knowing of scripture. And that's a good answer. Praise God. Well, through the conviction of the word, the Bible says that Jesus said unto him, Thou hast answered right. Do this do and you shall live. Get involved in this. Remember what he said, love God with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Well, here's the one that I struggle with sometimes, and I, I don't think I'm alone here, okay? And I can, I, can, I can identify with this guy in verse 29. When he asked, he said, who is he? Who is my neighbor? And I understand, you know, in the last so-called so years, that has begun to become muddy. Because you got people who live in neighborhoods that you never see them. you got people who are involved in certain parts of the city. And I'm not finding fault, folks. I'm just telling you where society has taken us. Is that we, we a lot of people, man, we never see them anymore. And so we have to really, really begin to get this clarified. And so he said... Who is my neighbor? And the word neighbor there in the Greek really just means somebody who's near. God doesn't expect you to fly to New York and help people out every week, although you can give money to that cause if you want. We in this church, you know, not only move the mission, but we uh, have missionaries that we support every, every month. Praise God, and we're glad to do it. You know, because we're not going to Africa. We're not going to Thailand. We're not going to Vietnam, but we know people who are. And they can begin to reach out to people there. And so what God has helped me to understand is that I never can lose track of the people who are near me. Who are those folks that are around me? And then Jesus told the story, and I'm not going to read the entire thing. It's, it's a tremendous story, praise God, of how he gave an example of how somebody in life ends up getting messed up. And I'm here to tell you, folks, I believe that we're seeing a lot of that around us. And the Bible says, and, and again, I'm not finding fault, but we see a priest and, and we see a, uh, um, a, a, a Levite. These are supposed to be religious people. These are people that are supposed to know what this means. 
But the Bible says that both of them don't want nothing to do with that. Don't want nothing to do with this. And, I, and, and, and I'm being very transparent with you folks because I do struggle with this. Sometimes my first reaction is, well, it's their own fault they're in that condition. Sometimes my first reaction is, is well, if they just... And that's not what God wants me to have as a reaction. He wants me to be willing, praise God, to help people. And if you want to read a story, praise God, you want to read a story where somebody goes the extra mile. This is a tremendous, tremendous illustration right here. Where this man, he not only bound this guy up, took him back to the city. I don't know what he was doing. I don't know what business he was on. I have no idea what his regular life was all about. But all I know, in order for you and I to become a good neighbor, we're going to have to be willing, and I'm going to have to be willing to interrupt our schedules. We're going to have to be willing to say, hey, listen, there's somebody here that's hurting, praise God, and I can do something about it. Now, I'm talking about the keys. And I believe that God can give us some tremendous, tremendous abilities and anointings, praise God, through these keys, praise God. And I believe that's what the Lord wants to do for people here. You know, first of all, he wants you to know the who, the what, the where, and the how, and the when. He wants you to know that. That's totally disclosed. God doesn't hide that from anybody. Jesus, when he was teaching people, he didn't keep that back from anybody. And then once you and I are born again of the water and of the Spirit, can somebody say amen? amen. That's when we can really start kicking, in my opinion, these keys into high gear. Where we can recognize, praise God, that our life is more than accumulating wealth. Our life is more than just getting another thing. Our life is more than just watching the next great adventure, you know, on TV or whatever the case is. But what our life is, is to be put into service for the kingdom of God. And I'm going to tell you something, folks. I'm not telling you that I am the epitome of this. I'm telling you that I still struggle with some of this stuff. I still do, but I have found, praise God, that these keys, amen, still work to unlocking doors. You getting depressed, you getting angry, you getting all kinds of things in your life that need to be taken care of, why don't you try these keys? Why don't you try exalting God? Why don't you try just giving him praise with all of your heart? Amen. You getting depressed, you getting unkind, you getting angry. Why don't you try putting somebody else first? Why don't you try taking these keys out and begin to work with them in Jesus' name? Praise God. Why don't you, you know, you, you're feeling depressed, praise God. Why don't you begin? Why don't you begin to, to reach out to other people? Praise God. I'm here to tell you, folks, these things will never fail you. These things will will never fail you because they come from God in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. I'm here to tell you folks, it is a joy to be in the kingdom of God. It is a joy to be, to be doing what God wants us to do because you and I, we have the keys. We have the keys to the kingdom of God and whatsoever we bound on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever we loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. I'm telling you that 
that's what God has in store, praise God. In Jesus' name, praise God. Let's just lift up our hands. Close your eyes, praise God. And let's just let God begin to talk to us. Oh, hallelujah. Mm. Come on, let's take a few minutes, praise God. And let's let God begin to absorb this word. Praise God, hallelujah. in my bones I want the world to know you are God Amen With a passion burning deep within I want the world to know that you live Like a fire shut up in my bones I want the world to deep within I want the world to know that you live Jesus I'm desperate do you feel that? for you Jesus I'm hungry for you Jesus I'm longing for 